48K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, Vice Premier Han Zheng stresses Beijing's move for national security legislation in Hong Kong only targets those who promote violence or independence. Government enforcement agencies welcome Beijing's security law proposal and the Chief Justice reminds a district court judge to keep his personal opinions on court cases to himself. Vice Premier Han Zheng has stressed that Beijing's move for national security legislation in Hong Kong is only aimed at those advocating violence and Hong Kong independence. Candice Wong reports. The state leader in charge of Hong Kong affairs says national security laws for Hong Kong would punish only a few while protect most of Hong Kong's people's interests and freedoms. He was speaking in a video apparently taken when he met over a hundred local deputies to the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference a few days ago in Beijing. The vice premier says no country on earth could tolerate secession or terrorism and the proposed law would target those advocating Hong Kong independence and violence. He says safeguarding Hong Kong's stability and unity could help the SAR resolve many deep-seated economic and livelihood issues. Government enforcement agencies have today welcomed Beijing's security proposal and pledged to fully support it. Mike Weeks has details. In a coordinated government response to Beijing's announcement of national security laws for Hong Kong, enforcement agencies have pledged their full support to help maintain the city's security and stability. The Secretary for Security, John Lee, says terrorism is growing in the city and activities harming national security, such as Hong Kong independence, are becoming more rampant. Both Mr Lee and Police Commissioner Chris Tang pledged to lead disciplinary forces in safeguarding national security. Customs Commissioner Hermes Tang says his department will act as gatekeeper in preventing prohibited items entering or leaving Hong Kong. And the Correctional Services Commissioner Wu Ying Meng says his department will continue to ensure all persons in custody receive just and due punishment in a safe environment. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee says he doesn't expect the body to delay drafting the national security law for the SAR. Tam Yu Chung told an RTHK programme that members will start soon after the MPC votes on the resolution on Thursday. He says the Standing Committee will hold a meeting at the end of June to discuss the matter and people are welcome to submit their views. Civic Party Chairman Alan Leung has described Beijing's national security proposal for Hong Kong as a nuclear bomb-level mutual destruction. The former lawmaker told an RTHK programme that the pro-democracy camp shouldn't be blamed for Beijing's decision to impose the law because it was the SAR government which avoided the legislation since 2003. Christine Lowe, a legislator just before the 1997 handover, says lawmakers had the chance to pass national security legislation before the British left. We were presented with a draft piece of legislation, which we could have passed at the time, because that would have plugged the hole for Article 23. And in looking back, one might say that that was a rather liberal version of Article 23. And in the wisdom of the time, we decided not to pass that piece of legislation because it was perhaps better to not have it rather than have it. So I think there's a historical perspective that I was engaged in. And I do ask myself, gosh, you know, after all that time, should we have done it? 
The chairman of the Journalists Association, Chris Young, says many media workers are pessimistic about the future and he fears press freedom will be further limited after Beijing imposes its national security law on Hong Kong. He says assurances from officials are meaningless and a number of questions remained, such as how should the media defend itself against accusations of subversion. Pro-Beijing legal scholar Albert Chen says he doesn't think mere criticisms of the government would constitute subversion of state power when the national security law tailor-made for Hong Kong is enacted, but actions to overthrow the government would. He was commenting after he said the scope of the proposed law is wider than the one proposed by the SAR government in 2003. Speaking on an RTHK program, the University of Hong Kong professor also said there may not be much room left for the Basic Law Committee to express its views, of which he's a member after the MPCSC drafts the law. Hong Kong's last governor, Chris Patton, says the G7 nations must stand up for Hong Kong's freedom, describing Xi Jinping's administration as an enemy of open societies. Vicky Wong reports. Lord Patton says Britain should ensure China's efforts to impose a new national security law on Hong Kong are on the agenda for next month's G7 meeting. In an opinion piece in the Financial Times, he accused President Xi Jinping of instructing party officials to attack every sign of liberal democracy and its values. Lord Patton says Beijing is terrified that LegCo elections in September may produce a democratic majority, so it's decided to introduce laws that will allow its security ministry to operate in Hong Kong. He says with its well-earned reputation for coercion and torture, it won't be there to sell dim sum. Lord Patton says while we can trust the people of China, we cannot trust Mr Xi's regime. To other news, Chief Justice Jeffrey Ma has conceded that a judge who sympathised with a knife man who slashed three people at a pro-democracy Lenin war last August could have compromised the public's confidence in the independence and impartiality of the judiciary. Priscilla Ng reports. The Chief Justice said he has spoken to and reminded District Court Judge Kwok Wai Kin to refrain from expressing his views, especially political ones, on matters that have or may come before the courts for adjudication. Judge Kwok came under fire for a ruling he handed down last month in which he expressed sympathy for a tour guide who attacked a man and two women with a cleaver at a Lenin wall in Chengkwano last August. Judge Kwok described the defendant as a blood-stained victim, saying his income had been badly affected by protesters who had been behaving like terrorists. He also praised the defendant for showing noble qualities for admitting his wrongdoing and caring for those he injured. But in a statement, the Chief Justice said judges and judicial officers must not be biased or be perceived to be biased, as that would threaten the public's confidence in the independence and impartiality of the judiciary. Jeffrey Ma added that Judge Kwok agreed with his comments and will be excused from presiding over cases involving a similar political context for the time being. People Power lawmaker Ray Chan has filed an application to launch a private prosecution against pro-Beijing rival Kwok Wai Kung, whom he accused of assaulting him during a LegCo House Committee meeting on the 8th of this month. The Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker was filmed dragging Mr Chan along the floor as lawmakers clashed over who should preside over the meeting. Mr Chan said he suffered a slip disc as a result. He said he's waited for the police to take action after making a report two weeks ago, but nothing's happened. He accused authorities of not taking action simply because Mr Kwok is from the pro-government side. My case was happened more than two weeks and the evidence is obvious. The police force had not taken any meaningful action 
we don't want to wait for a long time and more than uh, six months, then no action and no results. So I, we decide to continue the perfect prosecution process. Uh, we hope the court can handle my case as soon as possible. The Secretary for Justice, Theresa Chang, has denounced yesterday's attack on a lawyer in Causeway Bay as shocking and unacceptable. The lawyer reportedly had a dispute with protesters over roads being blocked. Thousands of people were in the streets of Causeway Bay and Wan Chai yesterday protesting against a national anthem bill and Beijing's security law. Environmental group Greenpeace says the government must prepare for the kind of once-in-a-decade storms that battered Hong Kong in 2018. The Green Group says climate change will make storms such as Mangkut more frequent, flooding areas inhabited by tens of thousands of residents and causing billions of dollars in damage. Francis Young, a senior campaigner with Greenpeace, says Hong Kong must prepare for extreme weather events, but it must also aggressively tackle global warming. It is a global challenge that everyone needs to work together. But Hong Kong has an invaluable responsibility as well because we are a global city. So we urge the governments to increase the uptake of renewable energy and also to do more on energy efficiency. So the challenge is great. An earthquake with a magnitude of 5.8 has struck off the coast of New Zealand near the capital city Wellington. The quake shook buildings, but there have been no reports of damage or death. Trains in the area have been temporarily suspended. In 2011, more than 180 people died when an earthquake hit the New Zealand city of Christchurch. Professional sports teams will be able to return to their training facilities in New York after getting the green light from the state's governor. Andrew Cuomo called the move a return to normalcy following coronavirus lockdown restrictions. He said it took effect immediately. I believe that uh, sports that can come back without having people in the stadium, without having people in the arena, do it. People are still staying home. It gives people something to do. It's a return to normalcy. So uh, we are working and encouraging all sports teams to start their training camps as soon as possible. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been accused of undermining the government's efforts to combat the coronavirus after he defended a senior advisor who was accused of breaching lockdown rules. Mr Johnson says Dominic Cummings behaved legally when he drove to North East England with his wife, who had symptoms of the virus, to get family help with childcare. But scientists on a key government committee have accused the Prime Minister of trashing all their advice on how to build public trust. Several Church of England bishops have also criticised Mr Johnson. The leader of the opposition, Keir Starmer, says if he'd been the Prime Minister, he would have sacked Mr Cummings. This was a huge test of the Prime Minister and he's just failed that test. He hasn't sacked Dominic Cummings, he hasn't called for an investigation and he's treating the British public with contempt. Millions of people across the country have made the most agonising choices not to visit relatives, some of whom were ill, dying, not to go to funerals. They deserve better answers than they got from the Prime Minister today. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 22,714. That's 215 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $66 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.72 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 8 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 44 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Atom Chung.
The English Premier League remains confident about restarting the season next month, despite two more positive COVID-19 results from its latest round of testing. Both of the new cases were found on Bournemouth, one of which is an unnamed player. That takes the overall total to eight positives during phase one of Project Restart, which saw players resume non-contact training last week. Here's the Premier League's chief executive, Richard Masters. I think we're as confident as we can be. We've taken the first step. It's been a huge amount of work and consultation, discussion with clubs and players and uh, stakeholders to get us to the point where we could go back to step one of training. And it's great for everybody, including the fans, to see to see our uh, players back on the training ground. The league's been accused by some of putting wealth above the health of players and their families. Is that fair? No, it's not. I mean, uh, we wouldn't have taken the first step to go back to training if we weren't convinced that we had created a very safe environment for our players to go back to. And each of our clubs voted unanimously for it last week, and so they were convinced too. Uh, and I know that our clubs and we have spent um, a, a lot of time trying to convince players and managers of the same thing. So uh, I, don't, I don't think that is the case. Spain's La Liga will resume on the 11th of June with Sevilla taking on Real Betis behind closed doors. But there's still no confirmation of what will happen to players whose contracts expire at the end of June. The former Liverpool defender and now player agent Jose Enrique says all contracts should continue. I believe every player should be extended until the league is finished. It doesn't matter if he's playing, if he's important for the team or not. It should be that way. So much uncertainty then of players as well that they finish contract as well. They, they have a bit of, of scare really because obviously they don't know where they're going to be uh, or what is going to happen. On the pitch, Timo Werner scored a hat-trick as RB Leipzig thrashed Mainz 5-0. The Germany striker picking up his first goal since the Bundesliga resumed behind closed doors following a two-month break amid the coronavirus pandemic. The win lifted Leipzig to third in the table, seven points behind the leaders Bayern Munich. And in Belarus, Bate Borisov have won the country's domestic cup competition with thousands of fans watching in a rare case of a football trophy being presented during the pandemic. Many supporters ignored the seating arrangements as they sat in groups and most did not wear masks. Bate defeated Dinamo Brest 1-0 with a goal from defender Zakhar Volkov at the end of extra time. And as you look at sports... Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top stories once again. Vice Premier Han Zheng stresses Beijing's move for national security legislation in Hong Kong only targets those who promote violence or independence. And the Chief Justice reminds a district court judge to keep his personal opinions on court cases to himself. The news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. And thank you very much to Paul McCartney for Young Boy. Thanks also to Phil for the morning brew. And uh, let's kick start today's program uh, with business coach Heather Thorkinson. And uh, she'll be joining us just after half past one to talk about uh, what to consider when thinking of self employment and also starting a company. Heather will be joining us all the way from Sweden just after half past one. And uh, after two o'clock, fitness coach Nathan Sawlier joins us once again. And this time we're going to be chatting about the fitness mindset, uh, which enables you to exercise regularly. How do you achieve that? And how do you maintain that as well?